Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. As you guys know, I'm a massive sports fan, but you also know that I'm a big-time supporter of women's sports. And I go to so many sports events, Minnesota Aurora. I've always been a fan of of women's college basketball, going back to my, my college, early college days and supporting the Gophers and University of Georgia. Well, look, women's sports has really exploded on the scene here, exploded the last couple of years. And one of the things that I appreciate and love is the love for women's sports nationally and internationally. There's been so much success which means that we should showcase and highlight more women's sports. Well, coming up this spring, we have an establishment that's going to be open called A Bar of Their Own, all women's sports all the time, which I absolutely love. And the owner of said establishment is joining us here on the Lake Show. Her name is Jillian Hiscock, and she's joining us here tonight on The Good Neighbor. First off, Jillian, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm doing awesome. And and first off, congratulations. I look forward to uh, going to your establishment when you open up here uh, coming up in March. And what a great time to open up in March because we got a lot of March Madness that'll be that'll be happening here with the uh, with the with the uh, Big Ten women's uh, basketball, college basketball, and then the men's as well. But uh, just just tell me, how did you come up with or start to kind of get the ball rolling on starting up a bar? that is going to uh, just have, you know, women's sports on the televisions there 24-7? Yeah, well, 24-7, that's going to be a little bit more than that. But, uh, yeah, so it, it actually started with the sports bra out in Portland, which is the first women's sports bar that opened in February of 2022. Uh, I was actually working for the Women's Final Four basketball tournament here in Minneapolis during that time uh, and just got super geeked out when I heard about it and knew that it was going to be a, a, a success. And I was surrounded by all of these other women sports fans at the time. And the question on everybody's mind was, who's going to do it here? Uh, and I will tell you confidently at that point, I did not think it was me. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, that's, uh, that's fast forward uh, to now. And uh, a lot has changed, obviously. But uh, I started working on this full time uh, in about July of this year, really uh, decided I was going to do it and was going to move forward. Had heard a lot of people in the community just kind of thinking and feeling the same way that I did about like, it's got to happen here. Minneapolis is such a strong market. We have so many incredible women's sports. Why is nobody doing this? So I decided it might as well be me. So that's 
that's really the story. That's awesome. I mean, so you got the passion and you got super behind all of this going back to last summer. Um, you're going to be opening in the Seward neighborhood, correct? You're going to be at the old site of uh, or at the site of the old Tracy Saloon? Correct. Yep. So in the Seward neighborhood, just officially announced that today. Uh, super, super excited about the location. The previous owners have just been unbelievable with us in this entire process. And he's built really an establishment there in that community. And we're really just excited to kind of pick up the pick up the torch and carry it forward. Yeah. No, I, I'm looking forward to you guys opening up. Well, who, who are some of the, maybe some of the people that you used as a sounding board to 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 you know th- throw ideas up against the wall to kind of get some feedback and some some constructive criticism uh, kind of leading up to all of this. Yes, yeah, so many people. A, a common phrase that people in my life have heard me heard me use is, "I firmly believe I'm standing on the shoulder of giants." And there's so many giants uh, in not only the women's sports bar world, but also just in my life who have been hugely impactful. Uh, Jenny Wynn from the sports bar, who's the owner out in Portland, has just been incredible. Uh, there's also a women's sports bar in Seattle, Washington, called Rough and Tumble, and their owner has also been just just been a huge asset. But more locally, I would say the biggest supporters that I've had, uh, Jill and Deb, who own the Urban Growler Brewing Company, um, are huge mentors of mine, friends of mine, have always looked up to them since they started their brewery 10 years ago. And they were some of the first people I reached out to when I was like, oh, my gosh, I think I'm going to do this thing. What do you think? And they were just like, let's go. What do you need? Here we are. Let's do it. Um, and then I'm also very, very lucky to be friends with uh, Matt and Jeannie Kenevin, uh, who Matt, De- Matt and Jeannie help own the uh, Dabbler Depot and the Beer Dabbler events. Uh, and they were the other couple that right away were just like, let us know how we can help. Um, and then, of course, I can't leave out my wife, who is my biggest sounding board and helps me talk me down from ledges and then bump, bump, bump me up when I need it. But yeah. lots, lots of folks have been around this. That's awesome. We're talking to Jillian Hiscock, uh, owner of A Bar of Their Own, uh, which is going to be opening up in March of next year, 2024. It's the Minnesota's first women's only sports bar here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. All right, so so give me a little, to take me behind the scenes a little bit um, about, about how big of an establishment, because I'm not um, familiar with Tracy's. So how, how big of an establishment, about, about how many TVs do you envision? I know everything's not etched in stone at this particular point, but, uh, but give me a little bit of a feel. Yeah, so it's about 2,100 square feet. There's 83 seats in there, so uh, it's a good cozy spot in inside the location. Uh, it's got this beautiful about 40-foot bar uh, that was put in there in the 70s that we are super excited to have people line up behind. Uh, we are, I actually was just meeting with the sound guys uh, earlier this week on kind of mapping out some of the TVs. We're looking anywhere from 10 to 15 right now. That's what I'm going to say. I'm not sure how many more than that. Yeah. Uh, but lots of them, lots of TVs. Uh, want to make sure that there's enough space that we can amplify all the different women's sports that are happening at, at any given time uh, and, and making sure that, again, people know when they walk in that, that their game is going to be on. Uh, their, their sport, their team is going to be showcased and prioritized and front and center. You know, one of the things that I love is because I'm really good friends with uh, Andrew Yock from Minnesota Aurora. You yeah. know that they they've been they've been televising. Uh, they they created a partnership with the Fox Nine just last mm-hmm. season. So I I assume that we'll see some Aurora games. That that could be a spot where people can go ha- have some watch parties. I guess. 
Heck yes. And, and that's, I mean, what you, what you just bring up is, is one of the blessings and, and in some regards, one of the curses is that a lot of the, the women's sports right now, yes, the media coverage has tripled in the last four years. I just, a new report just came out, but that's still only 15% of the media coverage of sports coverage is women's sports. And so a lot of these teams in order to get their, their, their teams and their games on TV have to work out these unique streaming deals with different services, which means that as somebody who wants to prioritize that, I'm going to have every streaming app you can ever possibly imagine. <laughs> uh, it's not as it's not as easy as just pulling up NFL Sunday ticket or, or buying the biggest sports package at DirecTV. You got to really yep. dig through the, the trenches to be able to prioritize and show women's sports. So I would love to continue to see that change. Well, well, you know, and there's a need for what you're doing. And, and first off, I want to salute you on what you're doing. And, and I will be uh, a client of yours. I will be a, a customer that will go, go into your establishment. I'll give you a perfect example, Jillian. Tonight, Right now, the women, um, um, Lady Gophers, are playing. They're playing on the SEC Network, which is an ESPN-owned <laughs> outlet, right? But not many people have that as part because it's not part of the the general package. You got to go out of your way to get that. But like on a night like tonight, will be a great opportunity for Gopher fans to watch them. Yeah, I mean, another perfect example that that even shows it a little bit even crazier is Monday night. Uh, was the NCAA Women's Soccer Championship game between two undefeated teams. Mm. It was on ESPNU on yeah. a Monday night. Yeah. And and how many people, like you said, have access to the full ESPN package when, you know, it's just, it's really hard to, to make it, we make it difficult for people to be women's sports fans. So one of our goals is to hopefully make it easier for people to be able to tune in. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I love everything about all of this. And, and I do want to ask a question about, was there one sports event that said, this is it for you? And, and I guess what I mean by that question is, was it all the success that the U.S. women's national team was having in soccer? Or was it because of you, you saw how things went with Caitlin Clark in Iowa and just the way that things were blowing up here nationally with co- women's college basketball? Or was it just a combination of the, the timing is right for all of this stuff to kind of come together? Yeah, I think, I think it's probably the last. I mean, I think that there's been so many huge moments in women's sports that it's really become amped up in cultural awareness. I think for me, the thing that really kind of lit the fire under me was Sedona Prince going live on TikTok at the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament in 2021 and showing the disparities between the, the access to resources for the Women's Finals Four Championship and the access to men's resources. Um, that was just kind of the like, yeah, why are we, why is this still the norm? Uh, what can we do to change that? And mm-hmm. I was able to do some real on the ground work when I was working for the Final Four the following year to make sure that we were doing as much as we could to give our women athletes the, the best experience possible here in Minneapolis. But that I think was really this moment that it was like, we're sick and tired of this. Like we're just tired of being an afterthought or not being prioritized at the same level when the product that these athletes are putting out is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Well, Jillian, I, I want to say I, I know that this is going to be successful. I know you've got great support. Uh, count me in as a supporter as well. Uh, and I do want to say this on air. I'm going to put you on the spot. If there is a sneak peek or like a soft opening and all of that, I want to be invited to that. Maybe I could bring <laughs> along Rebecca Brunson or Lindsey Whalen or my friend Wendy Blackshaw from Minnesota Sports and Events. I'll bring along some people so we can kind of showcase what you guys are doing. I love it. I love it all. I love it all. I'd love to bring BB and Bobby Joe and the whole crew out. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. All right, Jillian, congratulations, and I look forward to seeing you in March.
Hey, thanks so much, Henry. All right, take care. That's Jillian Hiscott, owner of A Bar of Their Own, and I'm looking forward to that. That is going to be a blast. And the timing could not be any better in March because, reminder to everybody out there listening, both the men's and women's Big Ten tournaments will be here. Okay, both of them, the men's and women's. So, yeah, Caitlin Clark, yes, she's coming to town. Not just when they play at the barn, but also when they play in the Big Ten tournament. So that should be a ton of fun. All right, 651-461-9226. Coming up next, the NCAA has accepted it. And now we must do as well. I'll tell you what that is next year on The Lake Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The NCAA, they've accepted it. They understand what the heck is going on. And now we must all accept it too. NCAA President Charlie Baker calls for a new tier of Division I where schools can pay athletes. That's going to be a dramatic shift uh, when we look at the landscape of college sports. In a letter sent to more than 350 Division I schools on Tuesday, Baker said he wants the association to create a new tier of Division I sports where schools will be required to offer at least half their students a payment of at least 30000 per year through a trust fund. Baker also proposed allowing all Division I schools to offer unlimited educational benefits and enter into name, image, and likeness licensing deals with athletes. He said the disparity in resources between the wealthiest schools in the top tier of Division I called the Football Bowl Subdivision and other D1 members, along with the hundreds of Division II and three schools, is creating a new series of challenges. Let's just go ahead and call it for what it is. High-profile Division I athletics is professional sports. That's what it is. We have to stop the facade of the whole student-athlete. They're pros. They are pros. 
That's how we need to view them. I, I know that they are at college institutions, and I know that they are attending classes. These are professional athletes that just happen to be on a campus. And I'm so happy that finally that the NCAA is willing to acknowledge that. It's time. Yeah, the The whole amateur athlete thing is so outdated and antiquated. Like, that – that went out the door years ago. And as much as the name image likeness, as, as much as we're like, it doesn't jive with what we feel college athletics are. Like the perception is it's pure. They're playing for the love of the game. They're, you know, doing this. And as some pers- are. Absolutely. Be, with, with, some with, are. Within yes. the context of that, if you're Alabama, not every Alabama football player is going to the pros. But you know what? The top tier ones are. Yeah, and another thing with that that just kind of, again, when you're talking about the name image likeness, mm-hmm. we were just talking, or you were talking with Jillian Hiscock from a bar of their own that's going to be opening up in March. Women's basketball and volleyball, and there are a lot of non-revenue sports that the name image and likeness is not going to be much of a factor at all. Because the highly sought-after athletes, let's be honest, are going to be the high-profile football players. Men's basketball, you know, hockey, maybe to a certain extent, you know, women's basketball. But you've got some of these underlying programs that are going to be left in the dark. And that's, I guess that's one of my biggest problems. Because mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of these non-revenue-generating sports because I've worked with them Henry, you've been around him. You know how hard these athletes work. They sacrifice just as much. They put in as much work. But at the end of the day, their focus is more on the academic side because a lot of them aren't going to have that avenue to become professionals, whereas the football, men's basketball, you know, even, you know, like I said, even women's basketball to a point, they have a more clear path. So I feel like it becomes it becomes a little muddier there. And there's and there should be nothing wrong with somebody in college getting paid to play a sport that we know that they're not going to the pros. Even more so they should be able to get paid or make yes. that make that money for that short amount of time that they have that window open. If they get the 30,000 if look you look at somebody and they're 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 a six man on a team or uh, uh, a kicker mm-hmm. for you know a, a team that's not going to be a professional kicker in the National Football League, man. I'm all more for them to to be able to bank thirty thousand a year for a couple of years or three years or whatever it is, and then they go out into the real world because you know what they can do with that money? They can pay off maybe some loans that they've that they've taken out uh, to go to maybe like medical school or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Like like I just. I love everything about this, and it's just time for us to stop with the lying about how we look at these athletes. And then there's another reason why I think that we need to, to, to go ahead and, and stop looking at it from the perspective of the whole student-athlete thing. I saw something about a player. Here, let me pull it up real quick. Okay. Tyler, I think it's Tyler Shaw, 24, leaves Texas Tech, transfers to Louisville. Okay? Tyler Shaw. So he's a seventh-year senior who turns 25 in September. Come on, man. 
I, I you you got to be kidding me. Taking the Van a, Wilder out. A seventh year senior? What are we doing here? I feel like it's the Tommy Boy clip. Yeah, a lot of people go to school for seven years. Yeah, they're called doctors. If you find a loophole, that's that's the thing, right? That, like if you can transfer and have this eligibility from school to school to school. And I get it. We dealt with the pandemic and all that stuff, whatever. But to, to me, this stuff is getting out of control. I, I, I mean, I agree that once you get to a certain point, like you have to look at what the next phase of your life may bring. But at the same time, if you found a loophole and you're not doing anything that is illegal. I get that. Or that is, that is immoral. It just, seems you like you're abu- with- it just comes across as abusing the system. I, that, that's all I'm saying. I, I mean, if you... If- the 18 and 19-year-olds that are, that are coming out of high school that, that should probably get an opportunity at a crack at, 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 a, at a scholarship, I, I just, I don't know, man. I feel, a, I feel, it feels to me weird that we've got a 25-year-old that wants to continue to... If you're 25 and you're playing college football, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be an NFL player. Let's just say it, it, it might not, it, and it might not even be about the opportunity to play pro football. There, there might be something about getting some sort of of benefits of being a, a you know a, a college student. You know, there may be some sort of kickback that you're getting. You know, whether it's financial, you know, or whether it's just delaying getting out of college. Like there could be who wants to delay getting out of college. I mean, don't you want to get in the real world and make some money? I love college. Like, I mean, it, seven, well, seven, hold on, delay get, getting it's seven. You're a seventh year senior, but not every school is going to be the same, though. No, we get that, and and, and the there whole, shouldn't, in my opinion, there shouldn't be seventh year seniors. <laughs> no, there, 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 there shouldn't. Again, I go back to the Tommy boy, you know, or Van Wilder with with Ryan Reynolds, you know, I mean. It's just it's weird because when we think about the amateurism of college sports, too, I think about this. When you're transferring from school to school to school to school just to play a sport, the whole continuity of getting an education. I hate it. Yep. Like, okay, the program at this school is not going to be the same at this school. It's not going to be the same at this school. I mean, what is it going to be like university studies? Like, at every single university that I've always found that interesting, but break down the facade of at least, at least they're acknowledging it. But then it does bring up the, the question of, you know, the big 10 schools again, versus like the FCS, like a, you know, a, a St. Thomas or a, um, now that they're in the summit or a university of South Dakota, North Dakota state, things like that. So I, yep. I, there's, there's a lot more here to unpack. Yep. All right, 651-461-9226. Coming up next, uh, there's a definitive statement that I want to make about the Minnesota Twins heading into the year 2024. we do that next year, after weather on the Lake Show. Hot stove season. We're getting reports about who's talking to who. The report about Shohei Otani and all the people that he's talked to. Talking to the Dodgers. People thinking he's going to re-sign with Anaheim. Dude, and he wants uh, it to be, like, quiet. Like, he's like, don't tell anybody I've talked to you. The other people out there reporting that, uh, which just shouldn't be a shock, that Mike Trout's not going to be, he's not going to be traded. Well, I'd be shocked if Mike Trout was going to be traded from the Angels. There's a lot, you know, we got the Yankees in Boston. They made uh, a trade yesterday. So there's, there's a lot that's going on out there 
with regards to the uh, the hot stove time of the year in Major League Baseball in the winter meetings. But with all that being said, I know that Derek Falvey was on this morning with uh, Vanita Sakar on the morning news. Uh, check out the podcast page um, for that interview. But there was something that stood out a couple of days ago that was reported by Bobby Nightingale with the Minneapolis Star Tribune about the Twins. And the headline was Twins talk uh, trade talks at winter meetings remain in early stages. And then right underneath that, he says, infielders Jorge Polanco and Kyle Farmer, outfielder Max Kepler and catcher Christian Vasquez are possibilities to be dealt. But according to Twins boss Derek Falvey, there are more nibbles than bites so far. So this is the deal with Twins baseball. And we are your radio home for Minnesota Twins baseball. The American League Central winning Minnesota Twins. The thing that I look at with Twins talk right now and something that I want to say and put out there because we know that there's some possibilities for trades because of Polanco and where he's at with the organization and his contract. Farmer, they, they, they're bringing him back, but he's essentially on um, available for trade. And then outfielder Max Kepler. This is the deal. When you hear, and they've acknowledged this, okay, they've been very open and public and honest about this, that the payroll is going to decrease, okay? They stated that. With that, you still have to add an arm, okay? You add, you have to add a pitcher. How do you add a pitcher? More likely than not, you add a pitcher not by signing a pitcher, but by trading for a pitcher, utilizing Polanco or Kepler or Vasquez or Farmer. But this is the big deal here for me. The Minnesota Twins and where they're trying to go next year, which is a, a improve on the year that they just had last year. Joe Ryan is the key to the 2024 season for the Minnesota Twins. Let me repeat that for you guys. Joe Ryan is the key to the 2024 season for the Minnesota Twins. And I say that because we know that Pablo Lopez is a stud. You got exactly what you needed out of the Luis Arise trade. You've got a top-of-the-rotation guy. Joe Ryan, this year, needs to definitively solidify himself as the number two. Sonny Gray, gone. Joe Ryan has to be that guy. Joe Ryan impressed us when he got here after we traded away Nelson Cruz a few years ago. He was the opening day starter for this team um, the following season after he came here. Then last year, Pablo Lopez, that guy, they're the one too. I don't want to hear anything else from anybody out there about, well, you know, what's going to happen with Louis Varlin? We'll see what happens. He might want to stay in the bullpen. Maybe. I know he might. I know he wants to start, but we'll have to see. Uh, Bailey Ober. I like Bailey Ober. He's not the one or the two. We know that. Chris Paddock. He's probably going to have a solid year if he stays healthy. 
It comes down to Joe Ryan. Is Joe Ryan him? Is Joe Ryan who we think he is? I think it, I think that's what it boils down to. Uh, Twins fans, your reaction, your thoughts, 651-461-9226. I think that this next season, them taking steps forward, it hinges on the development of Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan had a good year in the starting rotation a couple of years ago, had a nice first half of the season last year. Then he then he had the, the injury situation, right, where he wasn't totally honest with the organization yeah, about like where the he was. And, yep. yeah, that and, kind and, of and then he had that stretch where he was just god awful. And then you're like, what's going on with him? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just totally flipped. Next year's got to be the year, I think, for Joe Ryan. I, I think we see that. I, I'm not, I'm not going to definitively say that yet because to me, there's still a lot to be figured out this offseason because the Pablo Lopez deal didn't happen until late in the offseason. And I think for. For Twins fans and all of the speculation that they're going to trade for a pitcher, it's very possible that they still make a move. Yeah, I think it's very possible. It's it's very possible, but I don't want fans to think that they're going to get Pablo Lopez, that lightning in a bottle, twice. But that's the point. Well, I know it's the point, Yeah, but anything short of that I feel is going to – disappoint Twins fans. But like, that's why Joe Ryan has to elevate. Because we know that Joe Ryan's here, but if you're telling me that they want to trade for another arm, is does that say that they have confidence in Joe Ryan being that guy behind Pablo Lopez? Or that they just want to add another quality arm to maybe the middle of the rotation? Because well, what, what you're asking for Joe Ryan is to essentially step up a couple yes. of spots in the rotation. I mean, I would like yeah. to. Th- I would. Well, I would like to think that it's there. We've seen the. Flashes. I think that it is there. We've seen the flashes, but still, the, the inconsistencies. That's the point. That's that's the concern. I mean, the ERA went up. You know, the, the K's. I mean, the, the, the K's were you know better because you know pitch morning. But I mean, I understand what you're saying with Joe Ryan having to step up because yeah, outside and of you Pablo's, have to ha- you have to add an arm anyway. Well, you you do, but how do you, how do you do that? Like I know. What do you that, mean? How you do it? You, you you can either trade for it, or you or you're going to spend some money on an arm. Well, well we know that they're not going to spend money on an arm. It, de- I, it depends on what the price and what arm you're trying to. Well, go that get. that's that's the thing though. Like yeah. like after Sunny Gray, you know, three years, seventy five mil. Okay, if that's the market for a free agent pitcher, you're looking at guys that are out there. There's nobody out there that I would say, hey. You know what? Uh, why don't you go ahead and take a chance on something like that? There's there's nobody out there free agency wise that mm-hmm. I would look at and say this would be a good business move for the Minnesota Twins. You know, we, you know, th- there was that list that came out what a couple of weeks ago that had you know Tyler Glass. Now it sounds like you know that's kind of slowly going by the wayside. Electric stuff, but extremely injury prone. You know, a, a Corbin Burns that would be okay with. You know, there are individuals out there but I also feel like it's I I just I don't want people to think that if you make a trade and it's short of what Pablo Lopez gave you last year that it's a disappointment I feel like expectations for a deal like that are going to be too high but that's the reason why I continue to hammer home the point of Joe Ryan needs to elevate his game Joe number one when we talk about developing talent that's in your organization. That's something that you want to do with any. That's something you want to do with any team, 
with any organization. I don't care if you're the Minnesota Vikings. I don't care if you're the Minnesota Timberwolves. Any organization here, you want to develop those individuals, and he is one of those individuals that you need to develop. Here, Here's my question. Are you more confident in their ability to develop pitching, or would you feel more comfortable if they added somebody from the outside? Because you're asking for Joe Ryan to take that step with the, you know, you know Pete Mackey, I, I think he's done a really good job stepping in for Wes Johnson because that was just weird how he left in the middle of the season. I'm not down on them developing anybody because this is, the bottom line is what young pitchers have we had with this organization recently to develop? Could you we, say we, Jose Barrios? We've we, we mainly, Jose was already here. When, when, this, when this current regime Got here, okay, Jose was already here. The, okay, you're talking he, about this. So, so I don't really – and they moved from Jose very quickly. So so from that particular standpoint, I I got to be honest. I, I, I can't I – can't, that's, that's an unanswerable question. I cannot sit here and throw Falvey and Levine under the bus and say that nobody can ever develop. The bottom line is you, need, you always can utilize a good arm, right? Oh, you can never have too yeah. much starting pitching. Yep. Yeah. So I think you got to go out there and you got to get one. If we get, if if you if it means trading for one, a really good one, mm-hmm. or if you need to get one to solidify uh, the, some depth in your rotation and get maybe somebody on the cheap. But I'm telling you right now, at least in my opinion, and no one has to agree with it. I think that Joe Ryan and his development and where he stands and what he does next year in 2024. Uh, is a key to a lot of this. All right, 651-461-9226. Uh, let's take a brief pause and break. We'll come back. We'll we'll, uh, we'll take a, a phone call from Jeff and Salk Rapids. We're talking Twins Baseball here on the Lake Show. All right, talking Twins Baseball. In the midst of the winter meetings, the hot stove season, 651-461-9226. Let's take a phone call from Jeff and Salk Rapids. How you doing, Jeff? Hey, Henry, how you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Um, I've got to preface my comment with a question. Okay. I'm getting a little confused here, but uh, uh, the Twins have a lot of pitchers on the trading block. Is that true? The Twins have a lot of pitchers, you said? No. Yes. No, that's not true. No? No, we had okay. we had some free agent pitchers that were, that were no longer under contract, those two being Kenta Maeda and Sonny Gray. Who are both gone. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. So the rest are kind of staying. So the, say it again. The rest of them are staying. Yes, the, the rest of them are still there. Yeah. So we still have Joe Ryan and okay. Bailey Ober and Pablo. Yep. Okay. I don't see any reason why Joe Ryan can't fit in. I mean, I uh, I, I think he's okay. You say he's got to take a step or two up. Yep. Uh, that may be, uh, don't they all? But, uh No. I'm not unhappy with uh, with having Joe Ryan around. I love That's Joe Ryan. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it's fine. Yeah, I, he I, and I think that there. Look, there should be an expectation that he's going to be a guy that's going to take. Uh, some steps forward. Uh, there has to be yeah. that expectation because we can't be sitting around forever and saying, "Oh, well, Joe Ryan's just a guy." No, Joe Ryan needs well, to be true. more than just a guy. Yep. Yep. And you know, let's face it, he ain't no uh, you know Jim Cotter, Burt Blylevin, but uh, you don't see those guys very often in you history, don't. anyway. You don't. Um, no, I, I, I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be okay. I don't. I, 
I got no beef with the twins having him on uh, on board there. All right, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate the phone call as always from uh, from Jeff and Talk Rapids. I truly do appreciate it. I I think it's time, man. It, I don't care what the sport is. You look at people in years two or three or whatever, and you expect mm-hmm. them to take steps forward. That's just the natural progression in sports. The same way that here in the offseason, we watched USA Basketball and what did everybody say? We're looking for Anthony Edwards to go next level. Joe, yeah. uh, Joe Ryan's no different. No, he's he's not. He's not. And And I think that if you add another pitcher – that takes the pressure off of Joe. If you go into spring training and this is the rotation that you've got, you've got some questions that are going to be unanswered because maybe Joe Ryan was kind of thrown into the fire a little bit too early mm-hmm. being the opening day starter after being here for what half a year. I mean, he was the opening day starter yep. in 2022 and has been in the starting rotation the last two years. Now. Yeah. Yeah. He, he has. Here's the only thing that I say with putting that pressure on Joe Ryan. For a team that is ready to contend, and, and, you know, the Twins are trimming payroll, and you've got these names that are going to be out there with Corbin Burns and the Logan Gilberts and and whatnot. There's going to come a time where these guys, because of their pedigree, are going to require some money. And this is where I think it kind of gets tricky with, with Joe Ryan is just with the development, do you push harder? Do you push harder for that development because you want him to be that number two guy? Or do you continue with a slower development and kind of play the little bit little bit of the longer game? You know what I mean? What, what, what's, what's slower development with well, the guy that's been in your starting rotation for the last two years? Well, there, there are times, though, don't you feel like with that inconsistency, like he – I feel like he can take that next step, but are you comfortable saying, okay, he's got to take the next step, not having anybody between him and Pablo Lopez? I don't have a problem with expecting him to be the number two. Okay. I mean, and last year he got hurt. I mean, yeah. we got to factor that in. That was part of his issue. Okay, because if you're, if, if you're telling me that you're okay with Joe Ryan being your number two guy, then that tells me that the, the urgency to make a trade this offseason – I don't feel like the urgency is is quite as much. No, I'm not saying that that he's definitively the number two guy. What I'm saying to you is that with the payroll being down, okay, and we know that this team has a window, he has to elevate his game. He has to make sure that he definitively ends up being the number two. I'm not crowning him as the number two right here today. They may make a move for another arm, but what I'm saying is, is he has to raise his level and from him, from his own perspective, regardless of what Twins fans expect, he should be expecting to be the number two. He should hold himself in that high of esteem to where he's like, you know what, Pablo, I got your back. We are going to go uh, tip for tap for who's going to be the best pitcher mm-hmm. on staff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and having Pablo Lopez there, you heard these stories last year where it's like Pablo Lopez, Sonny, they'd want to outdo each other. And hopefully Jill Ryan... Because you know, one of the reasons that this team can shed payroll and it drives Twins fans nuts, and I mm-hmm. understand, I understand it. Believe me, I, I understand the wanting to. Sh- you know, you, you won all these games. You had 156 million dollar payroll. 
what the hell are you doing saying, well, we're going to go cheaper? You've got a lot of very good young talent that looked really good last year Mm -hmm. that need to take that step up. Joe Ryan's one of them. So you don't have to have all of these contracts, these bloated contracts on payroll to be competitive because you've got these younger guys that are still, you know, on these very cheap deals. And, and Joe Ryan's one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Let, let me this say, is the time to take the step. I, let, I do agree. Let me say this real quickly. There's a name that intrigues me. And I was talking to somebody with an MLB team earlier this week. And they said this name with regards to the Twins. I'm not saying that the Twins are interested. I'm not saying that the Twins have reached out. Shohei Otani. But it's it's an interesting name. That name is Marcus Stroman. That interests me. Now, I don't know what the price tag would be for Marcus Stroman, but Marcus Stroman's got some good stuff. Now, he's 32. um, Put it like this. If you offered the qualifying offer to Sonny Gray at 18, or no, it was 20, Mm -hmm. would you give a short-term deal to Marcus Stroman? I would. I would offer offer Marcus Stroman two years and 40. I absolutely would. Yeah, I would would do that because by the time that deal runs out, he's still in his mid-30s. And that's why the whole deal with, with Sonny Gray for, you know, three years, being 34 now, that deal might look good for a year or two. Mm-hmm. But we see some of these contracts, and I'm not saying that the Sunny Gray thing was bloated, but I feel like the Cardinals they, they overpaid. They overpaid for him, absolutely. A Marcus Stroman. I mean, you look at what he did with Toronto. Like you mentioned, the electric stuff. He was dynamic, absolutely dynamic in Toronto. Not bad in Chicago, but man, yeah, he he was dealing. I'd be okay with a short term deal for Marcus Stroman. Yeah, gotcha. All right, coming up next here after the top of the hour break, what is fexting? Fexting. And do you engage in it? We'll get to that next on The Lake Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.